You're listening to the Skylight Books Podcast. We're an independent, general interest bookstore putting great reads in the hands of people in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles. Hosted by resident Skylighters, we're here to bring you new and exciting author conversations, group reads, and bookseller chats. Happy listening. Hello, hello, my beautiful listeners. I hope you're having a good day. My name is Lance, and I am a producer on the Skylit podcast, and welcome back to a new year. Today, I'm so, so excited to welcome Christine Ballo onto their podcast. Um, Christine, hello. Hello. Hello, <laughs> listeners. You might be like, wait, this is such a short introduction, and you'll know why, because this is our Hansel episode with Christine. Our, Christine, please, could you please tell our listeners... Um, <laughs> Could you please tell your listeners um, your who you are and what your role is in the book world? Yes. Um, well, first of all, thank you, Lance, for having me on the podcast. My pleasure. Very excited to be here <laughs> with one of my favorite humans in the world. Um, that's that's you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I am a I work for Loyalty Bookstores, which is a black and queer owned bookstore in DC and in Maryland. And I am the programs and marketing manager there. Um, I'm also a bookstagrammer at Reading is Magical. Um, And I uh, serve on the bookseller advisory committee for the ABA as well. In a nutshell, that is is what I do in the bookish world. And for um, long-term listeners, you might have heard you might have um, heard another episode a while ago with another bookstagrammer, Lauren um, Fanella, who is also a friend of both of ours, right? Love Lauren. Um, she is one best. of my bookish besties. <laughs> Shout out to Lauren. Um, go back and listen to her episode if you haven't. It's a great episode. But yeah, no. Um, Christine, you have many a hat in the book industry. Um, That's, no, so amazing, so amazing. Um, Also to our listeners, as you might have figured out by now, me and Christine have been friends for how many years? Years, like, I want to say like a good four, five years. I think about four years. Four years? Sounds about right, yeah. It's crazy, oh my God, oh, I love it, I love it. And it was like love at first sight, basically. We literally met each other and we're like friends, <laughs> friends, yeah. nothing more. Like, we okay, like, <laughs> I love we you. Pose in um the for the in, within like ten minutes of meeting for the first time, and then mm-hmm. we're like friends. We're good. We're like <laughs> okay, you. we both like Pose. We both yeah. love the book Queenie. Oh, um, we both love a little life, the Immortalist. Oh, like okay, yes. we're we are kindred spirits. <laughs> <laughs> and that was and that was it. That was a tale yeah. as old as time, and mm-hmm. it just it, the friendship never ended. Mm-hmm. Um. And I love it. Uh, uh, Christine, how are you doing today? Um, I'm I'm pretty good. Uh, I think. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like that that period of time. Um, you know, I, I know this isn't going to be airing right at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. but that we're recording in between the Christmas and New Year's time, and it's mm-hmm. always 
for me and I know for a lot of people all the time I and looking back on the year that happened looking ahead and especially with the pandemic and working in retail and just yeah. everything that's been going on it's definitely sort of like this um kind of like melancholy time but mm-hmm. I sort of like to lean into that does that make sense is, I mean is it snowy on the east coast right now no but it's like been raining it's been it's raining, raining quite a bit oh it's raining over here too it's ah. like, oh my god look at that it's been cozy cozy rain vibes it's been raining here for the past like eight days straight and I am getting sick of it <laughs> no I'm I got I'm actually happy because I got new boots and it's just been great boot weather so I'm like okay let me just let me break in these boots I just bought thank great thank you for that um no um but we should start talking about books because you know that's that's why we're here (laughs) exactly so you told us your position working for the um American Bookseller Association the ABA for short um if uh, the American Bookseller Association, as many can guess, you guys represent all of us booksellers and are just, you know, a resource for us. I know myself, I am on all your newsletters. I get all, you guys have great, um, just great like workshops and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Great workshops and uh resources and seminars yeah and just I mean are such an important part of the book industry can you um talk about like your experience with the ABA and how you got into it too because I mean Mm -hmm. you've been a bookseller for a while and if you know Christine you know she loves books (laughs) (laughs) um so this is no surprise you got into this into the ABA it's very true um I, I joined the uh, Booksellers Advisory Committee, or actually, I think it's council. Um, no, it is committee. Okay. Woo! I, I'm right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I joined last, uh, I believe it was August or so, um, September, around then. Um, so it's been less, it's been less than a year. Um, mm-hmm you know, about six months or so. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was something that I um, applied for. And I actually Mm -hmm. also applied for the um, DEI committee as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know there was some back and forth from what I heard about like where um, I would best serve, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping that it's a two-year commitment um, mm-hmm. to be on the committee. And then I definitely am very interested in serving on the uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion committee after mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, um, yeah, I, I think they, you know, that they went through the, the people who were nominated um, or mm-hmm. applied to be on the committee and they picked based on, you know, people from different regions um, across Mm -hmm. the country. They tried to pick from a variety of backgrounds, whether it's people who are owners, people who are managers, people who've been in the industry for, you know, one to three years versus five to 10 years, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, And I think, you know, with, with my background, 
as a bookseller um, and bookstore manager, but also I'm Filipino American, I'm bisexual, I'm disabled, <laughs> you know, it's like, I definitely come to this industry and this field with um, a variety of experiences. Um, right. So I think that's helpful for the committee. And can you talk about your goals for being in this committee? Um, like within the two years because you're at the beginning of the two years and you have a lot a lot I'm excited to see all the things you do but yeah what are your goals for um your role in the committee um I think you know using the voice I have um Mm -hmm. you know as as we know um it's a very white uh centric industry A lot of the owners are white. A lot of the managers mm-hmm. are white. Um, you know, mm-hmm. cis, uh, straight, able-bodied people. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that it's something that the the ABA and a lot of booksellers and you know people in the industry are actively trying to um, make changes. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to be part of that um, and use the voice that I do have to help bring about positive changes and make it Mm -hmm. a more inclusive space for people. And I mean, if anyone knows Christine, they know that you're uh, just so involved in bookseller, the bookseller world. Like it's not like, I feel like a lot of people, you know, it's, but I mean, I feel like it's changing now that, you know, we're getting more connected and we've had the Winter Institute for uh, how long? I mean, the, oh, how, like how long since we've had Winter Institute or how, yeah. many, how uh, the last one that was in person was in 2020. 2020. Oh, and also like how many years has the Winter Institute been um, around? I believe this, this is going to be the 16th year. 16th, 16th year. or maybe 17th. It's around mm-hmm. then. So like in almost 20 and like, you know, that's something that's helped get connected, even though Sadly, you know, every bookseller can't go all the time. And there's, I mean, the ABA has offered scholarships. I was a scholarship uh, recipient for this year. Um, And to get like booksellers there, booksellers who are not just like, who are not managers, who don't just work at events and all these, even though it's great that they get to go, you know, so it's always so good to have just front of the mill, on the floor booksellers who, um, you know, are doing the groundwork. But, um, you know, it's you're, I feel like you're very connected to the bookseller world too. Um, and that I feel like is a big part due to your bookstagramming online presence too. Can you talk a little about that? Yeah. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, bookstagram is basically a book community on Instagram. People talk, you know, post pictures about what they're reading, books mm-hmm. they they love. There's people who collect, you know, beautiful editions of books. Um, so I joined in 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I was uh, recently diagnosed with osteoarthritis. I was having really bad chronic pain issues. I had to quit my job at the time Mm -hmm. and my life was just getting smaller and smaller. And reading was one of the only things I could do that wasn't causing pain. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, to to make my world feel bigger again. And Mm -hmm. 
I decided I had followed a couple accounts and I was like, you know, maybe I'll just start a bookstagram account. And I mean, it, it really saved my life in, in a lot of ways. Um, and it changed my life completely because before that I didn't work in the book world. Mm -hmm. I was doing real estate. (laughs) And then before that I taught Pilates, I did acting and dance. So like, I, I've always been a reader, but I, um, and at the time I was volunteering for a friends of the library bookstore. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was really my only experience, like in a bookstore type of atmosphere. Um, but yeah, with bookstagram, I, it really helped me, um, broaden the kinds of books I read. Mm -hmm. I've made amazing friends from all over the country, all over the world. Um, I actually, a couple of years ago did a, um, bookstagram vacation. I think like 12 or 13 of us from different Mm. parts, different States. We all met up in Portland, Oregon, um, like had a, had a long weekend and we just, you know, went to bookstores and hung out and it was so much fun. Um, and there's, and it really contributed to me getting into, um, bookselling too Mm -hmm. through, through bookstagram. And I mean, I feel like, and I said this before when I was talking to Lauren, I mean, bookstagramming feels like, you know, in the, it's, it's in, it not feels like it is in the bookselling world already. Cause you guys are, you know, talking, you guys are, I feel like in a way that uh, bookstores had to catch up to, we're already talking about books on social media and people are going to a lot of you guys to like mm-hmm. figure out how, what they should be reading. And, you know, like the same way that I feel like, you know, some people follow, people to who like the same kind of movies they like or same kind of music they were looking for you guys to be like oh I like this person's taste in books let me keep following them and that's a lot of good work for um publishers and authors especially authors because sometimes it's books that aren't getting noticed that you guys are promoting and Mm -hmm. are doing the groundwork there so I mean and it's crazy you were doing that before if you again if you know Christine this is crazy that uh, you were doing this before you were even a bookseller and I mean look where you are now it's just yeah and only like I mean it changed my life it really did and that's the power of reading um, <laughs> um no so yeah you were so like have you put your um history as on on social media with as a bookstagrammer into your work at the ABA have I I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, sorry. Um, have I, you put like, <laughs> no, you're good. Have you put like what you've learned and even like what you have grown through your social media and being a bookstagrammer into your work at the ABA or want to? Yeah. Um, I actually did a, um, like a marketing social media, um, class um last summer through the ABA I was one of the panelists for it Mm -hmm. um so that was cool and I got to you know talk a lot about bookstagram and Mm -hmm. um you know personally and then also just because I run the social media for loyalty as well Mm -hmm. um so I think a lot of the experience I have with bookstagram as 
my own person has informed mm-hmm. the work I do as a bookstore at the bookstore. Mm-hmm. And then also just in connecting with other people through the ABA um, and, you know, through the committee and that kind of thing. Um, uh-huh. And I, yeah, I, I think it's, it's something that I think, um, you know, it's such a strong community and the bookstore bookstores independent bookstores are amazing because it's a community as well mm-hmm. and I think sometimes for for stores you know they there can be a disconnect in figuring out how to connect the social online community with the in-person community especially these last couple of years with so much being virtual right. and I think you know with the experience I've had I definitely like to encourage people to think about it as like a extension mm-hmm. of what's happening in person or what has happened in person you know like there's a way to connect with other readers and um other people even if you can't mm-hmm. be in person like Ugh. you have in the past right and that's oh my god i want to take a second guys to just gush over christine for a second because this is <laughs> i mean and we first met in Denver and I think before you were a bookseller I sold you a book right and I mean (laughs) I I mean like from there to here uh I got to see to be friends with you through all that too oh oh my god it's been such a pleasure I just I I remember because I had gone into the this bookstore I was thinking Mm -hmm. about moving to Denver at the time Mm -hmm. um and I I remember you checked me out and you were like, oh, are you a member? And I said, no, but um, you know, I, I don't live here, but but I might be. And you're like, well, I could always just sign you up. And if you move here, and then you'll be part of the membership. And it was, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, now that I met you, I definitely want to move. Um, and then when I started working there and I was like, oh, Lance, Lance. And I was like, oh my God, it's the same person. And <laughs> oh it was God. just like meant to be. And I, I think, love you. <laughs> and it's so funny because I moved away <laughs> when you got there. Mm-hmm. But then we we met, um, I think when I visited in the winter and I mean, that was it. That was it. There was nothing more. There was nothing more needed. That was it. And it just, uh, I just, I'm sorry, listeners, you're just hearing us just, <laughs> just gush so over each other. Just, just very, we, uh, this is, I mean, we're in like what, eight group chats where all we do is just say how much we love each other all the time. Pretty, <laughs> much. pretty much. Um, shout out to also our mutual friend, Abby, yes. who was on the podcast before. You can go back and listen to her episode as well. Shout out to her and her newborn baby. Yay. Um, Love Abby. Um, but no, um, all right, enough of that. Enough of our <laughs> sweet, our our sweet friendship uh, talking to each other. Our little um, love interlude. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna also, and I I wanna also talk about um your time at loyalty bookstore, which as I told you before, I am so jealous that you get to work at such an amazing I'm so happy for you first I should say that to listeners I'm happy first <laughs> jealous second that you get to work at such an amazing bookstore um and that you started at over the pandemic too which is and you you started there remote right yeah I worked yeah. uh remotely for about a year um mm-hmm. and then a year and a half 
mm. the year. I don't know. I don't. I don't know <laughs> time. what time, time is nothing. right now. It, it means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's wibbly wobbly. Um, so I was there for about a year remotely, and then mm. I was living in Colorado, um, in Denver, mm. and. Basically, so Hannah Oliver Depp is the owner of Loyalty. Anyone mm-hmm. in the bookselling world is probably knows her or is familiar with Hannah. She's just like one of the best people ever. Uh, I'm so grateful to be working with such a wonderful person. Um, shout out to Hannah. Shout out to Hannah. So she, um, so, you know, last was that last year? This, uh, no, that was what, what 20, year is it? It would have been 20. So it was last year. Cause it would have been 2020. Okay. But I mean, so, like, yeah. bare, like almost. Two years. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Here, so yeah. the summer of 2020, mm-hmm. um, you know, the racial reckoning, everything mm-hmm. happening with mm-hmm. the protests with George Floyd and a lot mm-hmm. of, um, you know, people and places, um, mm-hmm really coming to terms with everything. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, there was so much, there was so, so much too. So much, um, mm-hmm. so I, I had, um, I had resigned from my previous position and um, Hannah, I think knew that I was looking for, uh, for a new position. Mm-hmm. And, she, you know, as a black owned bookstore, Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of places started, you know, really saying buy, buy from black owned stores yeah. at black owned mm-hmm. bookstores, which is great, mm-hmm. but they, um, you know, all of a sudden they had thousands of, of orders and all these books, these anti-racist literature books yeah. were out of stock, were back ordered mm-hmm. and, uh, sorry, white people, but <laughs> You know, um, if you can't get the book that you want to read to to prove that you're not racist um, Mm -hmm. and then you yell at a bookstore run and owned by black people that you didn't get the book in time, like that's not that's not doing what you think it should be doing. and so, especially if it's books about anti-racism and then you're it's it's yeah. I, so, it's, that's a whole nother podcast well, it's a whole other thing i know i opened up a can of worms there uh, no, but basically you know they because at the time i think that there were only a few people working remotely mm. with loyalty they were closed um so hannah uh brought me on to, to do uh, marketing and events. Mm -hmm. And we were like, okay, you know, it's remote. Let's just do three months and see what happens. And then after like two weeks, we're like, LOL, just kidding. We love each other. (laughs) We work really well together. Let's make this last forever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, after about a year or so, Mm -hmm. I, um luckily my my husband uh mike was on board to move across the country Mm -hmm. and for my job for loyalty Mm -hmm. so i could be with them forever i love it i love it it. and like i mean the work you've done there um especially this i think of this past spring when there was a lot of anti-asian american hate too and you got to i remember seeing you just doing so much through loyalty 
through all the work there, but still in like still also promoting like um, pro like pro black pro queer um, you know just work and uh, books and authors and showing them off too. It just it feels like loyalty and please correct me if you think differently but I don't think you will um <laughs> loyalty is like <laughs> the the model of what bookstores should be becoming even though it feels like it feels like this should, should have been bookstores the entire time but like it feels like loyalty is ahead of the game in a lot of ways um how I mean and this is me being like don't be humble be super um braggy but like how do you see that at loyalty I mean it, it just sounds like you guys are just thinking you think more about less about the numbers and more about the people yeah that's that's definitely the case um you know to work somewhere where the owner treats the staff like mm -hmm humans where their lives matter more than the bottom bottom line mm -hmm. um you know hannah likes to say there is no such thing as a bookstore emergency um oh. <laughs> the safety of our staff mm -hmm. whether that's mental health um you know physical safety is way mm -hmm. more important than getting um sales for a book um mm -hmm. everything we do in the store, um, but I'll specifically talk about my role. Um, mm -hmm. You know, everything I do, whether it's um, the the programming, um, what books I highlight for for pre-order campaigns, mm -hmm. the people you know we we um, will promote in various ways. I I take time to think about it. Does it align with the mission of loyalty, which you know? are we centering black indigenous people of color authors mm -hmm. are we mm -hmm. centering queer authors disabled authors you know folks who normally aren't centered at predominantly you know white bookstores um like that's that's the goal so when i when i book um events you know if it's a white author who we really like or even you know if they're queer or disabled but white we we try to make sure okay can they be in conversation with someone who is black or asian mm -hmm. um you know does that obviously it all needs to make sense but right. um you know that's something i just think about in mm -hmm. everything that i do um and and i feel like what <laughs> especially what you just said there, a lot of people would be like, wait, but that doesn't like that. How does that work? Having a white author um, interviewed by a black author or indigenous author or Asian author. It's like, yeah, but they still write books. Like they still <laughs> read books. Like what? Like, it's like, it's that thinking that like a lot of people are like, oh, what? It's those authors are only going to know topics about black people or mm -hmm. you know their race their gender their sexuality it's like no they read books everyone right. reads books like <laughs> and like a lot of these authors of color and um also like have like most of america and american culture had to learn like what these white authors are writing about before they could read mm -hmm. authors of color authors of uh different uh sexualities and 
so on and so on so on and so forth and they like so they are maybe more expert they might be mm-hmm. experts on this more than others because right. a lot of those authors too have to break away from that mentality to like write what they need to write and I feel like that's you know that's great I love what you just said there made a hundred percent sense to me because we need to stop the division there of like white authors mm-hmm. talking with can only talk with white authors about their books because it's blah 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 and right like I just I just um watch a show love life the season two oh, of it I just started that show it's oh. so good it's That's so amazing. good but they do a good job of talking about the publishing agency mm. and editors who are like editors of color and what does that mean for them working in again a predominantly white business and like you know having clients and authors who are they want to promote who are black or indigenous or authors of color authors of who are telling stories that are different and being like oh but they have to match up to what the white authors are writing and it's like no they should uh it's if you haven't this is a shout out to love life season two watch it it's amazing it's crying every episode but like they watch it also to see how it's it's a very important um thing they talk about in the uh publishing agency so Mm. check that out but um I interrupted you please please go on um well I think too you know I it's okay to say no to things um Mm. there have been quite a few instances where we were approached by a publisher, publicist about mm-hmm. a book that could have made us, you know, a good amount of money with book sales, mm-hmm. but it did not align with loyalty's mission. It didn't make sense. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to name names because yeah. it wasn't like they're a bad author no. or something, but right. it just didn't, it didn't make sense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, if, if an author or if a book like doesn't, you know, if they don't even like have any black friends, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, I know oh, um, if you could see my face right now. Listen. Yeah, <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> um, but, you know, if there's other other authors who maybe, mm-hmm. you know, they're white and cis and straight and all of that. But like it's someone who they are um a vocal ally in a lot of things or you know Mm. they're an author who the staff really loves and supports like we Mm. know okay maybe they um, are someone who's usually going to be promoted at other stores but we really like them so it's like Mm -hmm. you know all those little things go into each decision Um, yeah and it feels good (laughs) yeah and it feels it feels like you know proud you get to be proud of like knowing that oh this my know my story is going to make the right decision there that's mm-hmm. great no, that's I, do, I do feel good about that and um we have a for our virtual programming we have a ticket as donation model mm-hmm. um so it's sliding scale starting at a dollar and most of the events um it's either the the ticket sales will go to the nonprofit of the author's choice or um to black lives matter uh the Mm -hmm. dc chapter 
Um, uh. And we actually raised like $30,000 last mm -hmm. year for Black Lives Matter in DC. And are you guys, are you guys still doing virtual events so people mm -hmm. who are listening can turn, tune in too? That's great. Yeah. So check check them out at Loyalty. Um, is it Loyalty Bookstore or Loyalty Bookshop? I always get it's it. It's Loyalty Bookstores Stores. with an S. Yeah. It's plural. Loyalty Bookstores. Um, check them out online. Loyalty. I just say loyalty because I'm just like, That's fine. I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm in the end. I'm just like, you uh, are. do you guys know loyalty? <laughs> No, um, no, that's fantastic. What would you say to, because I feel like there's definitely, in there, it might have like slowed down since last summer, um, well, summer, 2020 summer, but like, I feel like there is still some books, there's still bookstores who want to like, you know, make a more, make a similar model to loyalty there. And, um, but they don't know how they're like, they don't know how and they're scared to, you know, make the wrong move sometimes. So like as a person who's worked at Loyalty for um, over a year, a year and a half close to, and approaching two, <laughs> um, but like who worked, who's worked there for a while and, uh, you know, might have some pointers, what would you say to them? I think, um, you know, if, if you're not already quote unquote doing the work, start yeah if you are what else can you do um you know because a lot of it i'm trying to <laughs> no, sorry, but... no, I... no no but it's like look at the makeup of your store yeah. are are there is there anybody there who is Asian, who is indigenous, mm -hmm. you know, are there trans employees on your staff? Um, mm -hmm. is, the, is the whole management team white, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think taking the time to really step back and look at that, you know, is a really important sort of first step. Um, mm -hmm. You know, are, are the hiring practices you're doing, are they encouraging people of color to apply mm -hmm. for a job there. Um, it's, you know, it's tricky because it's, it's, this is a white supremacist society and this, and this industry is very white as we've talked yeah. about. And it's like, you oh, really yeah. have to be, make the extra effort to, to work against that. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, talking like, there, I mean, there's just like so much you can do. How yeah. much time do we have, Lance? I mean, <laughs> listen, I, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm like, <laughs> let's go. Let's. Right. No, I mean, but everything you're saying, I mean, also everything you're saying I, it needs to be said. It needs to be said, but it's also been said so many times. Like it's nothing new. There's nothing. Yeah. There's there's nothing new. Hire, hire more people of color. Hire uh people. Hire trans people. Hire, mm -hmm. hire um queer people. Hire, yeah. I mean that's be loyalty. Be like be more like loyalty. <laughs> be as close to loyalty as you possibly can be. Is what I'm saying. Um, I'm like I'm ready. I, I mean I I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I will say, okay, 
here is a specific example of something that you know mm-hmm. when um so last uh or at the beginning of 2021 mm-hmm. our first event was january 6th with robert jones jr and alexander chi mm-hmm. and you know we are in dc and Oof. um that you know we cl- we close the stores early mm-hmm. um because most of the staff is black and brown um mm-hmm. and we wanted to make sure everyone got home safely right. um and we you know we ch- we checked in with with robert and with alex about if they wanted to still do the event mm-hmm. we did still do the event it was very um cathartic and emotional and really like a beautiful space to um, sort of come together, Mm -hmm. um, after a really hard, like crazy upsetting day. Um, that, that's just sort of a prelude. I don't know. (laughs) That wasn't what I meant to talk about, but it, you know, it was, it like, that was what set the tone, set the tone. Um, and then, you know, in April, when there were the shootings in Atlanta and, um, a rise in hate crimes against the Asian community, I was really struggling. Um, Mm -hmm. It was really hard for me to focus. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, getting teary just thinking about that time period. And Hannah basically was like, you need to take some time off Mm -hmm. for yourself so that you can like rest and Mm -hmm. take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I I got, you know, a few days of paid time off to, Mm -hmm. for my mental health. And I think that that's something, you know, bookstores don't make a lot of money it's really easy you know we're all really busy we all have a Mm -hmm. lot to do and I think it's really easy to just focus on trying to make more money in the sense that we all need to survive bookstore owners included and you know I think taking the time to step back and realize that that people's mental health is more important than selling another book you know, that's how, that's how you get the loyalty, yeah. no, you know, wink, no wink. pun intended of, from your staff and from yeah. your uh, community mm-hmm. um, by taking care of the people. And I think that that ultimately is something that is, is what other bookstores should be doing and can mm-hmm. be doing. Um, and if they already are, you know, how can we do more of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, because the booksellers are <laughs> the, the they're the the ones bookselling, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're the ones, so we gotta take care of, we gotta take care of each other in this industry. And I feel like more so than a lot of other like industries, it's very like we there's a community of booksellers helping booksellers. We are very connected with each other. We make sure that we know each other because we're all fun and cool people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but like we also make sure that like we're all if we're all supporting each other we're all I mean there's a lot of bookstores unionizing right now Skylight Books I was union follow us online um and you know we're just making sure that we support each other and we're keeping an eye out for each other and we're like stuff like that we're making sure mm-hmm. that like you know, we're we're all in it together um no it's it's that's, I mean, even what you were saying about January 6th last year, 
god it's almost a year isn't that crazy it I felt know. like 18 years ago it really does <laughs> by the time this episode airs it'll be over a year it'll be like a mm-hmm. little a week a year and a week or something like that but it's I mean that was a day for but I remember people coming into buying um a lot of political science books a lot of books on that and like mm-hmm. but like you know we're also dealing with that as booksellers and I mean I think like the ABA has did a lot of um, things for that and they did a lot of had a lot of resources for booksellers on what to do about that and you know it's it's very important it's very important although all these place spaces are very important for people mm-hmm. in the community as well but no I'm it just and I'm so glad to hear that you guys had that event and were able to like you know make space for people to have emotions as well because that's what's so important I mean can you talk about like the events like that that you guys do yeah um you referred to this earlier one of the things I'm most proud of was um last spring doing Mm -hmm. or was it May I think um doing the um fundraiser event for Mm -hmm. uh we raised money for stand-up for or what is it stand up for AAPI um and we raise money for a few different um organizations Mm -hmm. like a legal fund um that kind of thing um and we had I was okay I'm I will not be humble right now I was really freaking proud of myself Lance (laughs) like you should be the lineup the lineup was incredible I mean we had like Clint Smith, we had Min Jin Lee, we Ugh. had Kali Fajardo Einstein, yes. we had um, Jamie Attenberg, we had mm-hmm. like Alyssa Cole, we had, um, uh, oh my gosh, uh, uh, Alicia Rai. Like it was mm-hmm. an amazing event. And we mm-hmm. had about 17 or 18 authors um, do a brief reading, Ara Kwan. I mean, Ugh. It was incredible. Um, I mean, and wow. we raised like we I know we raised like over five thousand dollars from that event. And Tracy oh Tracy Thomas of the Stacks podcast um, mm. was gracious enough to host it. Um, oh. And it, you know, it's one of those things where taking the pain and anger and all these emotions going on from not feeling safe in your own country, which, you know, I know is something that you've had to experience a lot and like, Mm -hmm. you know, how to take all those feelings and put it to something positive, not, and not like toxic positivity, but, you know, in like a way that's productive and um, can be healing for the community. And it's like something I'm so proud of the work that I did for that. And, um, yeah, that's, it was so good. And, and people could still watch it. Um, loyalty, we, almost all of our events are available to rewatch on our Crowdcast channel. Um, that's, it was an I incredible mean, event. Yeah. Uh, well, and I'm so sad about this, but we have to wrap up now. But the last thing I want to ask you, Christine, mm-hmm. and listeners, you're in for a special treat because when I tell you Christine is amazing at this, just take my word for it. Christine, can you 
please tell us what you're reading right now. And I know that it's one, I, it, it's not one book. It's probably not five books. It's probably <laughs> upwards of 10. But, <laughs> but let's say, what are the top five books you're reading right now? Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I just finished Portrait of a Thief by Grace D. Lee. It comes out next year in April, I believe. Um, It's so good. It's got like high, so the the premise is basically Ocean's Eleven meets The Farewell. So there's heist. It's, I know. And it's like a love letter to children of the diaspora, um, specifically Uh. Chinese and Chinese American. uh, people and mm-hmm. stealing back what art artifacts that have been stolen um, from mm. museums it, in museums. Um, it's so good. Um, I think that's going to be a really big book next year. Um, it's really beautiful. And then in a different, uh, different kind of genre, I read The Wedding Crasher recently, which also is coming out next year by Mia Sosa, uh, Latinx um, fake dating romance. Love it. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> it, sounds like all the rom- it sounds like the rom-com we need. <laughs> but it's like, phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Um, definitely excited. a delightful romp of a book. <laughs> and then, um, okay, can I just say two more real quick? Of course, okay, Christine. So, ah, one more that's coming out next year. Um, you know, book selling, you read all the advanced stuff. Um, yeah. Heart of the Emily St. John Mandel Cinematic Ooh. Universe, Sea of Tranquility. So freaking good. Um, Ooh, yes. I loved it. Um, I think anyone who's a fan of her work will be in for a big treat. Um, mm-hmm. It made me appreciate her other books, um, Station Eleven and The Glass mm-hmm. Hotel even more so. And I want to go back mm-hmm. and reread those and then reread Sea of Tranquility again. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one that came out this year, a re, reissue or um, mm-hmm. revision, revised a mm-hmm. reissue right, is Long sure. Division by Kiese Lehman, um, who's one of my favorite Ooh. authors. And that's, they, they, um... That's, oh my God, I mean, that's a great book. If you, you can go to the book, you can go grab it right now at your local bookstore, so. It's I so mean, good. It's I think good he, he originally wrote it in like 2013, it came out. And then yeah. he just, he, um, you know, anyone who's a fan of Kiese has probably heard him talk about like revising um, mm-hmm. his work and this book, he he re- rewrote it or at least parts mm-hmm. of it. I'm not sure how the changes. Um, For people who, are like trying to still figure out it's like when a director comes out with their director's cut mm. it's like they're they're there they get to like go back and be like oh I wanted to change the, this this way I wanted to like maybe make this part a little smooth or something like that like yeah so that's a I great mean, way to put it it's just making a great book better right that's it it's such a that's great it. book highly recommend uh, if you haven't read it yet Kiese uh, is like one of my favorite authors ever uh, well I mean Wow. I mean, guys, and if you want more, if you're like, wow, maybe I should get more. Christine, could you share your um, your social media handle so they can follow you as well? 
Yes. So I am at reading is magical on Instagram. Um, and it's, I'm barely on Twitter, but mm -hmm. I'm there if you want to like be friends. Um, <laughs> it's readings friends. magical. Um, and then I also run loyalties social media and it's loyalty books at in, um, on Instagram and on Twitter. And check, well. check, check. You should follow all three guys. Yes. Um, no, Christine, this has been so amazing. So, so, so much so fun. Good. It's so great to see your face after so a long it's... pandemic. <laughs> I know. It's long, so good long, long to pandemic. see you. I'm so honored to, to be here with you. Thank you. For I'm so me. honored. You would love to, you came on our podcast. And would you, is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners and, you know, just the book community as a whole? Oh my goodness. Um, I think to the listeners, like shout out to you for listening to a literary podcast and supporting my dear friend, Lance. Um, you're beautiful. Thank you. Um, and then to the, you know, book selling community, like it's been a really hard couple of years and I'm proud of you for making it through this and continuing to you know, do this work that's important. Um, and yeah, just to acknowledge, like we've been through a lot and it's mm -hmm. exhausting. And um, I just want to like give you a virtual pat on the back and a hug. And um, seriously, like if you ever need anything like for, for booksellers, um, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm always happy to talk and connect, um, you know, if there's anything I can do for authors, like I love supporting um, debut authors, especially authors of color, queer authors, especially Filipino authors. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I, you know, I just, I like making friends and I like supporting people and I think that you are special and that is you who are listening to this right now. And let's just say all of us are would be lucky to have Christine as a friend. Uh, we're, uh, I know I am. I know I am. Well, listeners, thank you for coming back. Or thank you for coming back if you are coming back to listen to another episode. Um, I think this is going to be my first recorded episode for the new year. So happy new year. Thank you for coming back in 2022. But also for if you're first time, Thank you for coming at all. Check out our 2021 podcast, but also be excited for our 2022 lineup. You've probably heard a few, but we have a lot more coming your way and I'm excited for you to hear it. But to all of you, I hope you have a wonderful and lovely rest of your day. Do something nice for yourself and I'll, I'll see you again soon. Um, goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. Please don't forget to visit our website at skylightbooks.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more author talks and bookseller conversations. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Stay safe and healthy, and we hope to see you back in our store soon.